Listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Join us for our weekly broadcast, His Abounding Grace, with Minister Vanessa Williams. That's every Tuesday at 7 p.m. On Wednesday afternoons at 1 p.m., join Reverend Gwendolyn Dixon for the Midday Glory Prayer Line. The dial-in number is 641-715-3580. The access code is 732-499. And Wednesday nights at 7 p.m., Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you. That's with Pastor Paul Morgan of Chosen Generation Ministries in Richmond, Virginia. On Thursdays, live at 12 noon, join Reverend Pat Randall for Declaring the Finished Work for an hour of worship, exhortation, and prayer. Reverend Ray and friends are here on Friday nights at 7 p.m. with the joy of the Lord on Friday Night Joy. Sundays at 7 p.m., join Reverend Ray for Bread of Life for a Word in Season. And don't forget our monthly broadcast. First Mondays of every month at 7 p.m., be blessed with the teaching ministry of Apostle Shirley Jones on Lifeline. On third Mondays at 7 p.m., join Evangelist Louis McElwain for Adoration, a broadcast of worship and ministries on the mission field. Second Saturdays of the month, join Reverend Curtis, Reverend Novena, and Minister Jordana for Bold and Beautiful, a youth and young adult broadcast setting the world on fire with the love of Jesus. All broadcast times are Eastern Standard Time. Hey family, we are excited to have two new broadcasts added to the When Christians Speak Talk Radio Network. Marriage Takeover, The Body of One. Hosted by Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson, it airs every third Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our hosts cover a wide range of topics to help build stronger marriages. They leave nothing off the table. Our newest broadcast, R3, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk, will air every second Sunday of the month. At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, our hosts, Elston Green, Cleophas Malone, Antonio Mitchell, and Ray Rose, will create a space by men and for men to have real conversations. It's time to be free, men, from false standards and the expectations of society, family, and self. So don't forget, that's every second Sunday of the month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. R to the third power. Real life. Real men. Real talk.
When Christian Speak Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry, we are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Unto the Lord, for he is good. Yes, he is good. As a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, all of your gifts are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com. God bless you. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. Lord, we worship you, we praise you, we lift your name on high, thanking you for this day. This is the day that you have made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for this hour to be able to share your heart with your people. For you have loved us with an everlasting love. You have never left us and you have never forsaken us. Great is your faithfulness toward us. Your loving kindness is new every morning. And we praise you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for the word that will go forth during this hour. I thank you, Father God, that you anoint it and you give it power to accomplish your purposes in the hearts of your people. And I give thanks in Christ Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So welcome to another hour of Declaring the Finished Work. Hallelujah. And if you've been with me the past two weeks, you will know that I've been on a message entitled, Awake, Stay Woke. Awake, Stay Woke. So I'm going to give you the definitions for this Greek word that we're getting awake from. And this Greek word not only means to awake, but it also means to lift and to raise, to arise, to arouse from sleep, to stand. And... As a noun, in the form of a noun, it is an indication of an intense watch or being fully awake. Amen. Fully awake. And that's how we want to live our lives. We want to be fully awake. It's not enough to be Awaken from a spiritual death to spiritual life, which is the beginning of salvation, the revelation of salvation. But once we've been awakened from a spiritual death into a spiritual life, being born again by the Spirit, 
we must stay woke. And in order to stay woke, we've got to walk by the Spirit. The whole salvation process is a work of the Spirit of God. And we have to stay connected. Because if you look back on the Garden of Eden, that moment when Adam and Eve ate from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil because they believed, they believed a lie. They were deceived into thinking that they were being offered something better or greater. And it was a temptation. And they yielded to that temptation. And at that moment of yielding, they were spiritually put to sleep. It was a spiritual death. And it is through our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus that we have been awakened. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In Scripture, you will find that when it uses this Greek word, awaken, not only is it used for a natural sleep, but it is also when it talks about the spirit, it means being awakened mentally and spiritually. It also can... Uh, It also has been used when it talks about being awakened morally. But in this particular message, we're going to focus on the mental and the spiritual awakening. Because as it pertains to Morals, we can see in our culture that morals change. They change through the generations. And that's because morals are birthed out of man's interpretation of right and wrong. Amen. And what we are looking for is a life in the spirit. We're, we're, we're just not wanting to have behavior changes. We want to live fully in this place where God is. Amen. So the goal of this message is to move us into this place of every day being aware, awake, and walking by the Spirit. That when we wake up, we immediately make contact with the Spirit of God. That that we wake up being aware that He is present with us, that we are one with Him, that we are connected, and He is going to move with us through our day. So walking by the Spirit will get us above right and wrong. That knowledge of, of, of good and evil. And move us into walking in truth. Which is a wisdom that only God can give. Hallelujah. Thank God For the spirit of truth that lives on the inside of us. He will take us through that process of awakening to truths. And to what God is speaking in the moment as our life unfolds moment by moment. Moment by moment, day by day. We must always remember that God's thoughts and his ways are much higher than man's. So we're not going to lean to our own understanding. We're going to trust God. So let's just do a quick review. 
Last week, I started out by reading from uh, the scripture, Romans 8, 1 through 3, and I've read it out of the Amplified Version. And I started out with this because a lot of times, um, um, condemnation and guilt or shame can keep us from receiving from receiving truth, from receiving what is being spoken through the word. And in Romans 8, 1 through 3, it reminds us that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. So when God shows us something that does not belong, that we don't punish ourselves and we don't condemn ourselves, but we thank him for awakening us, awakening our spiritual senses to see, to see that which is not true that which is not who we are and allow his spirit to just come in and cleanse us the blood of Christ Jesus it's not just the natural blood of Christ Jesus that was shed but there is a power and a life in the blood of our Lord. And it's a cleansing power. It's a life-giving power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Also, um, I read, I shared out of Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. Uh, you may want to go back and, and read these um, um scriptures that I'm um, referring to and just let it just get down in into you because uh, they're they're very good scriptures and that talks about in that Ephesians chapter because I was talking about the first step in the process of waking up is waking up from a spiritual death to spiritual life that has to happen even for us to begin to even understand what the spirit of the Lord is speaking because to someone who is not born again by the Spirit, it sounds like foolishness. It sounds contradictory. And uh, we question it and we look at it through the eyes of logic and, re and, and, and human reasoning. So there has to be this birth into the spiritual life. And in Ephesians 2... Uh, chapter 2, it lays this out for us. It lays out the fact that we were dead spiritually. And we were brought to life, to spiritual life, by our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. The moment we believed, we believed. The moment that we believed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And the other thing that I love is that it goes further to explain to us that he drew us to him. Not that we we just voluntarily went to him. He drew us. He draws us to himself. And he's always doing, he's always drawing us to himself. Sometimes we resist the drawing, but it doesn't stop him. He is always, always in that process of drawing us to himself. And so it is not by our decision or power that, 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 that we came to Christ. But we responded to this love that was drawing us close. And we yielded to it and we said yes. And so therefore you begin to recognize that salvation is is not a works experience. It's a faith experience. 
This entire journey that we're on is a journey of faith. And moving through the process of growing in our faith in him, growing in our trust in him, growing in our complete reliance on our Lord. Last week I also talked about um, in the scripture that it says let me in fact let me just read it in okay so here we are i'm going to start in verse 10 it says for we are his workmanship his own master work a work of art created in Christ Jesus reborn from above Reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand. Taking paths which he set so that we would walk in them. Taking paths which he set. These are spiritual paths. So in order for you to see these steps or the paths that you should take, you have to be seeing in the spirit. You have to be seeing what God sees. You have to be looking through the eyes of God to see all that he has prepared. To see the path that is laid before you. And sometimes we we miss it. Sometimes we make a, a wrong turn. But that is. We don't have to. We don't have to be so anxious. About making the wrong move. That we don't move at all. Because he knows everything. From the beginning to the end. And so. Even if we make a wrong turn. He is going to be there. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He is going to be there. And in the making that wrong turn, he has left a promise there for you to keep you moving in the right direction. There is something In making that wrong turn that God has placed there beforehand that will move you into a greater level of maturity. A greater revelation of who he is to you and who you are to him and who you are in him. Glory to God. And all of this is so that we would walk into this good life that he has prearranged and made ready for us. It's already finished. When Jesus cried out on the cross, it is finished. One of the things, because we, you know, all that was done by him, uh, it cannot even be held in books. In, in volumes of books. The, it says the world could not contain the volumes of book. If we even tried to write down all that he has done. But this life has been made ready. It has been made ready for us. Glory to God. And this life. That it's this good life that he was referred that is referred to in this Ephesian scripture. That's the abundant life that Jesus talks about. That he came to give us life and life more abundantly. But we have to stay awake. We have to stay awake in order to see 
what has been prepared for us. Because it is a finished work. And it's a good work. It's a good life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me let me move. I need to keep going with this review. Jesus, Jesus, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Amen. And as I was saying, God is ordering our, he's ordering our steps. He's ordering our steps. Glory to God. And we can trust that. We can trust that even when things don't seem to be going in the right way, because we have a tendency, we still have this, this pull of that old man that wants to see things through that lens of good and evil. So we have to really stay awake so that we are always partaking of that tree of life. Last week, I also asked the question, what is your reality? Or what reality are you living in? Are you living in the reality of what this world tells us what life is? Or are we living in the life that is prepared for us in the kingdom of God? Living out of the kingdom of God. And as I'm saying this, I'm thinking about that scripture when Jesus says that the kingdom of God is not here and it's not there, but the kingdom of God is within. So there's, so there's this kingdom that is within us that we can live in and out of. That's the place of fullness. That's why it's so important to seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these other things, all these other things, what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, all this other stuff, it's going to be added. It says, if God feeds the birds and clothes the, the, the flowers and, and, you know, if he's doing all of this, he has made sure that cre- his creation has what it needs to survive. How much more precious are we? We're the ones who are created in his image. To be like him. He wants us to be like him. He created us to be like him. So as I go through the message. This message on Awake and Stay Woke. I'll continue to present that question to you. What is your reality? Where are you living? Is the world culture dictating to you what a good life is? Is the world dictating to you what a good life is? So much so, much so that you believe that until I have this, I will not be able to enjoy life. Until I have this particular job. Until I have this particular car. Until I have this particular house. I can't really enjoy life. I can't really have peace because I need to, you know, until I, you know, um, I, you know, I can... These people will just leave me alone and stop irritating me and stop doing things to me. Then maybe I'll have some peace. See, that's the culture of the world. And God is calling us to come up a little higher. To live above, above this low level life. Which is what Satan Satan wants us to live. That's how our enemy wants us to live. He wants us to live as though we are we are subject to the things of this world that that we in fact do not have dominion. But God has given us dominion. Uh, and the very first um, 
session I did on Awake, Stay Woke, I had started out personally sharing some of the things that I have been able to identify that cause a slumber in my life, a slumber, a mental sleep, or a spiritual sleep in, in, in my life. And I didn't get through the whole list, so I'm going to go back and I'm going to start from the first thing that I began to discuss, which was overindulging in the things of the world. Overindulging in the things of the world. It will put you to sleep because sometimes when we feed the lust, well, not sometimes, but when we feed the lust of our flesh, like um, especially here in, in the culture that we're in in America, we overindulge in food, we overindulge in clothes, we got to have three cars, we got to have uh, a house with many rooms and many bathrooms, even though they're not, there's maybe two people living in that big house. We overindulge. We spend thousands of dollars on purses and and shoes and uh, expensive vacations. I mean, we and 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 the more you feed in, because the flesh is never satisfied. It's it's never satisfied. So you know, you buy something and you're enjoying and you're enjoying it, but then after a while, it becomes like oh. And then it's like, okay, what else can I buy that I'll get some pleasure and some enjoyment and I can feel good and I can feel that I'm living this good life if I have it. And so it just goes from one thing to the next thing. And so that kind of good life, you will never be satisfied. And... um. As I was reflecting on, on this overindulgence in the things of the world, I thought about Daniel. Okay, In the book of Daniel, it tells us a story about these Hebrew boys. This was during the time when the Jews were uh, captured by um, the Babylonians and it was under the king, under King Nebuchadnezzar. And he uh, wanted to choose... Uh, like the smartest and the brightest uh, and skillful um, young men uh, from the Hebrews to serve him in his to serve in his his kingdom, and they were brought into the palace into that palace environment, and they were able to eat from the king's table. You know all the delicacies of the king and and the best wines and all of this. But Daniel was a, a a man of God who kept his connection. He stayed awake and he understood that he needed to not indulge himself in this high living, eating from the king's table. And he convinced uh, the people who, the masters who were in charge of him to uh, just allow him to eat a different diet from the other ones. So he and the Hebrew boys, they ate a different diet. Being led by the Spirit. by Being led by the Spirit. And because they were being led by the Spirit, even though Daniel had no idea that at some point, What he believed in was going to be questioned and that he was going to be, in in fact, commanded to bow down to a God other than the living, the true and living God that he served. But because he stayed awake and he stayed on the spiritual path with the Lord when he was challenged when his physical life was being challenged, he was thrown into a, a, a den of lions. He was aware that God was with him. He didn't, he had the spiritual 
courage and strength and power operating in his life that when even when he faced the the danger whether he was physically delivered from it or not he was in a place of peace and he trusted God I'm not going to go any further into this story um, because otherwise I'll I mean it could just go on and I, I want to cover uh, much more uh, this week and also uh, number two on my my list was not standing guard over my mind gate okay because once you get something in your mind and you allow yourself to digest mentally digest these things and eventually they are going to move into your heart once they take root in your mind they are going to move down into your heart which is even more challenging once it gets down into your heart because it says out of the heart is the the um the 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 life the the life force comes out out of what's in your heart the flow the 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 flow of life i um was led to proverbs um the scripture that was brought to mind about um just standing guard over your heart being diligent about it and I'm going to, once I got into the chapter, which is Proverbs chapter 4, there were some scriptures above, above that particular scripture about watching over your heart with all diligence. And so I, I want to read this, a couple of scriptures before it, and then a couple of scriptures that come after that particular verse, because they're so rich and wisdom and and proverbs is a book of wisdom amen so here i am proverbs 4 chapter 4 verse starting in verse 20 my son pay attention to my words and be willing to learn pay attention to my words be awake be awake fully awake to my words and be willing to learn open your eyes to my sayings open i'm sorry open your ears to my sayings open your ears to my sayings do not let them escape your sight you got to keep it before you and you got to be awake in order to do that keep them in the center of your heart for they are life to those who find them and healing and health to all their flesh. So even to your flesh, it becomes healing and it becomes health. That's how powerful his word is. Hallelujah. Verse 23 says, watch over your heart with all diligence. For from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you a deceitful, lying, misleading mouth and put devious lips far from you. Verse 25 says, Let your eyes look directly ahead toward the path of moral courage and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you toward the path of integrity consider well and watch carefully the path of your feet now, let me just stop one moment because so often i i hear people talk about morals about integrity about integrity and we're talking about not man's interpretation of integrity because what we have seen in the mind of man that even when it comes to the laws of God 
we only have been able to keep keep it to a level that we have decided that this is the level of fulfillment when in fact it it's not the level of fulfillment because that's why Christ came back because he came back to truly fulfill the law see we will interpret it in a way that we can say that we are keeping this But Jesus came into the earth to show us that, no, this law is so high, so high, because it's coming from the the thoughts of God, coming from his ways. And we know what the scripture says about the distance between his thoughts and his ways from our thoughts and our ways. So when you think about a path of integrity, you are going to need that defined through the Holy Spirit in your life. What true integrity is. Not this mediocre integrity that man comes up with. We're talking about an integrity that flows out of your heart. Because you can have the outward behavior of integrity, but your heart is far from it. And God looks at the heart. So we have to do this. We cannot be this. Unless we're walking by the Spirit. 26 says, Consider well and watch carefully the path of your feet, and all your ways will be steadfast and sure. So when you're looking at the path of your feet, what you're moving toward, what direction you're headed in, You can lay that up against God's word. Not just the word that's written in scripture, but also the word that he's speaking to you. And in order for you to even hear what he's he's currently speaking to you in a particular season, you have to be awake. You got to be spiritually awake. You've got to be fully focused and, I mean, on an intense watch. Yielded. Yielded and surrendered. And not thinking that you have all the answers and that you figured everything out. Or that you even fully understand all of the scriptures and even all of the words that have spoken. I mean, there are things that God has spoken to me in my own personal life. And I didn't wait for full understanding. Insight. The wisdom that I needed. The understanding that I needed. And I took that surface understanding that I had and I took off running. I'll talk about a little bit more about that when I get into my message that I wanted, that I thought I would be teaching here uh, now, which is waiting on God. Because God has to be in this process. This is not something that we can do. This is only something that God can do. We can be deceived by our own hearts. But thank God for the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth that lives on the inside of us. And, you know, I had to move to a place where I was no longer afraid to look at the things in my life that did not belong. Sometimes it's it's difficult to take a look at that stuff that you're carrying around. You know, this, this baggage, 
this stuff that doesn't really belong to you, that's not really who you are. But it's been with you so long that you think that's who you are. And rather than look at it because it it produces shame and guilt in your life, you just don't deal with it. Or it maybe it's too painful. Like for me, uh, sexual abuse in my life was, it was very painful. And if I focused on it, I felt ashamed. I felt, I felt even though I was the one that was subject to someone else's misuse of me, I felt guilty. As though that there was something about me that caused this to happen into my life. But I I believe that the most important thing for us to really get down in our hearts is just how much he loves us. There's nothing about us that is not hidden. There's nothing that we've ever done that is hidden to him. He knows us. He knows everything. Everything. He knows every th- the thoughts even before we think them. And yet, he has loved us with an everlasting love. That he loved us so much that he would send his son. So take courage. When the Holy Spirit shows you something that does not belong to you, that it is not who you are, just give thanks and allow him to do the work. Allow him to show you who you are. And seeing who you are in that moment of revealing some behavior or some thought pattern that's not really you. Healing is taking place. Restoration is taking place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me keep it moving here. Number three. Not being fully committed. That was another thing for me that kept me in a place where I was, you know, half awake, half asleep, you know, in and out. Sometimes I'd be awake, sometimes I wasn't. It was just not being fully committed to this new life that I had in Christ because I hadn't really been convinced that... What this world had to offer is nothing in comparison, nothing in comparison to this new life that I have in Christ. That I could freely let it go. That I could fully commit to this new life knowing that what I am being offered in this life in Christ is so much greater that that's where my fulfillment is going to be that's where my abundant life is not in this place where the world is telling me not this this world's version of what peace is and what joy is and what happiness is and what purpose is. But my new life in Christ. So I had to come into a place where I was fully, fully committed. Even when it looked like I was going to be on the losing end. I had to know in my heart that my God is a good God and that he works everything together for my good. So I can have peace. 
I can put on patience and I can rest in him. Other thing is lack of focus, which is actually part of the not being fully committed, but a lack of focus. And when you have a lack of focus, you're easily distracted. So this lack of focus and these distractions, amen, can put you to sleep. Mentally asleep, spiritually asleep. Matthew 6, and I'm going to start reading uh, in verse 22. It talks about focus. It refers to it as keeping a single eye. But it's talking about spiritual vision. It's talking about a spiritual eye. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is clear, spiritually perceptive, spiritually perceptive your whole body will be full of life your whole being your whole being will be full of light benefiting from God's precepts but if your eye is bad spiritual blind spiritually blind your whole body will be full of darkness and this this is a, a darkness that's devoid of God's precepts. And it talks about this darkness being so great that it's a terrible darkness. Because there's no light on the inside. In your inner self, in your heart, in your consciousness, there is no light. Because there is a spiritual darkness. Because you lack focus. You lack a spiritual perception. The scripture talks about the blind leading the blind. When you have a carnal man... Leading you. It's the blind leading the blind. The other thing in my life. What I identified was this performance driven thing. I mean everything. Because in the world. Who you are is identified by your performance. How smart you are. How many degrees you have. What kind of job you have. You know, all, all of this. How much you can accomplish. Performance driven. And we bring that performance driven life. Because we need accolades. And we need awards to feel good about who we are. And so we connect who we are to our performance. And when we get into the church environment and we have not let go of this worldly perception, we get preoccupied with church work and we think that we're being spiritual, but yet all we are doing is participating in church work, which we usually refer to as a good work. But is it the work? That God prepared beforehand for you to walk in. Or oh, it is your version. And as long as I was. Hell hostage. To this performance driven. Christian life. I was sleeping spiritually. I wasn't awoke. Also, losing hope. Losing hope. Hope is so necessary for our lives. So necessary. Hope. 
it talks about in uh, uh, the love chapter in Corinthians about you know faith hope and love and love being the greatest but we need faith and we need hope we need hope faith is 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 uh you know hoping in the things that are unseen you got to have hope to be resting and waiting for something that hasn't even been seen there may not even be a sign Yet that it's coming. But you have hope. And when you have this great hope. It's because also. You have an amazement with God. You haven't lost that amazement that you have. And so many believers. Are no longer amazed. And one of my wake up moments was actually during a time of recuperating from my challenge with cancer. And that completely slowed me down, moved me out of my performance that I was so so involved in this performance, this performance-driven Christian life. It slowed me down. And as I was at home resting, and sometimes I would sit out on the balcony. And I'd look out, you know, I'd read the scriptures, and I'd look at the sky, and then, you know, I'm watching the birds fly by, butterflies, you know, and I'm watching these clouds and the different shapes in the clouds, and, and how, you know, on different days, how the sky changed, the sunlight, had the sun setting. I mean, and all of a sudden, I, I just realized that I was getting up, going to my job at the church, mind you, okay, at this ministry. And I was so consumed and so busy that I... I wasn't noticing these things about creation. I wasn't really taking it in. And the only time I would take it in was when I would schedule a vacation somewhere. And then because I just slowed down in that moment. But every day we need to be fully awake when we wake up to look out and to see a bird hopping along and chirping and feeding and just, you know, the sky and the clouds and the sun rays coming through a cloud and a rainbow and trees and when they first start to bud when spring comes back. I mean, all of this Oh, this amazing creation. And and so this is just a tip. This creation is a tip of this amazing spiritual life. An amazing spiritual life that we have in God. Where nothing is impossible to him. Nothing is impossible to him. And when you get your hope back, I mean, that wakes you up. Hallelujah. 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 Because when we lose hope, we stop seeking for more. We become disappointed. Disappointed through losses or failures or seeming failures in our lives. And so we stop seeking more. But there's so much more. So much more. Hallelujah. So much more. Even greater things, saith the Lord. Even greater things, saith the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. How we worship you, Jesus. How we worship you, Lord. How we worship you. How we worship you. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. High above the heavens, high above the earth. Glory, glory, glory. We know that it is your anointing that breaks the yoke. Breathe on us, Holy Spirit. Breathe on us. Breathe on us. Hallelujah. Move us into that next place, that higher place. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for your work in our lives. Thank you for opening our eyes to see and our ears to hear what the Lord is doing and what he is saying. You are never silent. Always speaking. A speaking spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Be exalted. Be exalted. Be exalted. Thou, O Lord, are high above all the earth. Thou art exalted far above all gods. For Thou, O Lord, are high above all the earth. Thou art exalted far above all gods. Oh, be exalted, be exalted, be exalted, oh Exalted, oh Lord. Amen. Be exalted. Be exalted. Be exalted. So as I close this broadcast, I speak peace and love over your life. I speak greater levels of freedom over your life. That you will not be bound by beliefs that are not tied to truth. Just greater levels of awakening. Greater levels of awakening to all God has prepared for you beforehand. Amen. Amen. So thanks for being with me during this hour. Amen. I hope you'll join Reverend Ray on Friday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Friday Night Joy. And, and just be blessed by his heart. He is, Reverend Ray has such a beautiful heart. And he's such a good friend. He's the founder of uh, When Christians Speak Talk Radio network and I am thankful that um, 
he followed the leading of the spirit. Amen. Amen. So be blessed and I will be with you here next Thursday. I'm excited to see what the Lord will be speaking to us next week. So enjoy the rest of your day. Be filled with hope and filled with the joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. God bless you. Love you. Bye.